Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. We often talk about uh, how people try to avoid problems with the IRS, yet uh, for many reasons, uh, tax issues are a reality for some people. Uh, it would be nice to say the simple solution, of course, is to just pay your taxes, but uh, for a number of reasons, people don't or in some cases can't because of financial difficulties and they fall behind. Eventually, the IRS will take action on past due debts, and we've talked about what happens there in the past. Today, we're going to look at one of their tactics, one of the things they do, which is uh, the uh, uh, use of tax liens. We'll learn more about that uh, approach in our discussion. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and uh, always glad to uh, take a few minutes to talk about topics like this. And uh, today, it's tax law, as I'm joined by uh, highly knowledgeable and experienced tax attorney Joshua Nesser of Lavelle Law. Uh, Josh, this looks like a, a great topic, great time of year to be talking about it, so thanks for taking the time to uh, have the conversation today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, most people, you know, always uh, hear about these uh, scary terms like liens and levies and, and garnishments and uh, things that, are, you know, should be avoided. Uh, today we're going to talk about one of them. So let's just kind of define up front here. What, what are we talking about when we mention a tax lien? Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned liens and levies because a lot of times they do get confused. And while uh, they're both things that the, they're both tools the IRS uses to collect taxes, they have very different impacts. So a federal tax lien is basically when a taxpayer does not pay its taxes on time, whether that's an individual, a corporation, or some other type of entity, the federal tax lien is the IRS's legal claim against that tax, taxpayer's assets, securing its right to get repaid. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more and explain exactly what that means, but that's different than a federal tax levy, which is where the IRS actually seizes assets, whether that be coming into a taxpayer's bank account and actually pulling, out, pulling money out or serving a levy on a taxpayer's employer and garnishing uh, a, a percentage of that taxpayer's wages every pay period. A lien is not actually used to seize assets, but is a claim against assets to secure a right to be repaid. And uh, without getting too deep into this, um, you mentioned the different tactics there. Is there sort of a hierarchy? Do they do one first, or is it based on uh, you know, the amount owed or the significance of the debt? or How, how does a lien get used over something else? So normally they're, they're both, um, like I said, they're both tools the IRS is going to use um, when tax is not getting paid, especially if it's taxed probably above 10000 or more dollars. The lien most likely will arise first. That is the less drastic of the two actions. And then if there's no response from the taxpayer, no payment, the next step usually will be a levy. Uh, I would love to say that the IRS is very predictable and everything it does is very regimented, but of course, there's cases probably where a levy comes about before a lien, um, but normally you see the lien first, then the levy, maybe shortly thereafter, maybe not. Okay. And, and is there, as you mentioned, you know, the IRS trying to be follow procedures and standards, is, are there certain circumstances that would, in fact, trigger a lien? Is it, a, as you mentioned, some dollar threshold, some amount of time? Um, do they sort of follow a rubric to say, all right, it's time to, to place a lien on assets? 
Yes, yeah, so legally, a lien itself arises anytime tax is unpaid, the IRS bills you, and you don't pay it. Now, there's another kind of legal term, a notice of federal tax lien, which is when the IRS actually files a piece of paper, a notice of federal tax lien. Usually they record that with a county recorder. They file it with the Secretary of State, and that is when the lien itself becomes a public record. Um, notices of federal tax lien, I would say the threshold, they're usually not filed unless the tax due is 10000 or more, and that is going to come about after the IRS bills you. You don't pay it. You probably get another more threatening collection notice. You ignore it that is when you can expect a notice of tax lien to be filed. And that notice of tax lien um, is an encumbrance against property. You can kind of think of it like a mortgage. Um, mm -hmm. It's filed against all of your assets. Um, it's more, I guess, threatening than the generic notice of federal tax lien because it takes priority over everything out there that is filed after it. So if there's a federal tax lien and then a mortgage is filed after that, the federal tax lien takes precedence over that mortgage. And I'm sure, as you can imagine, causes issues with financing, credit issues, um, selling or transferring assets, and, and everything that comes with that. Okay, so, yeah, let's back up there, because I, I, if I heard you right, um, you, you kind of answered something I was thinking about here, which is, you know, what assets. So if I'm I'm a individual taxpayer, I've got a home, uh, a car, you know, whatever else I might have, bank accounts. So once this lien is placed, it's basically everything in my name fall under that lien. They're not just going after certain things. Correct. Now, a lot of people kind of mistakenly believe that the IRS will file a lien against your home or the IRS will file a lien against your car, and they'll kind of take it one asset at a time. At a time. As you mentioned and as you alluded to, that's not the case. The IRS will file a lien against your name, and with the filing of that notice of federal tax lien, it hits all of your assets. Um, so once it's against your name, it hits your home, it hits your car, it hits every asset that you own, and it becomes a public record when anybody does a title search on those assets, they will see that this lien is in place and it's causing problems. And so effectively then, the implication to me, the taxpayer, is uh, with that lien in place, if I make a move to sell my house or refinance or sell a car, basically the IRS jumps in and says, wait, I'm first in line. You know, if, if anything happens here, I, I get it first. Right. So if, if you have a lien against your home, um, to, notwithstanding any mortgage or anything else that might be there, and you try to sell it, the IRS is going to say, well, our lien is attached to that home. You can't transfer clean title to that home without us, what they call discharging the home from our lien. And as you can imagine, the only way they're going to discharge that home from the lien and allow you to sell it is if they get a portion of the proceeds of the sale. Usually that portion of the proceeds is the amount they're owed, um, assuming you're, sell, you're getting enough out of the sale to pay that off. Um, so if, if you're selling your property for $150,000 and you owe the IRS $100,000, they are going to say, okay, at the closing table, we're going to get our 100 You can keep the other 50 and then we'll let you sell the property. If you don't do that, they're not going to discharge it and you're not going to be able to sell the property, which is the point of the lien in the first place. Yeah, and, and you had mentioned that uh, they could use this against uh, corporate entities as well. So uh, same type of question. So when the lien is placed, it's, a, it's across the board, all the assets of that corporation, and then the same deal, any, any transactions they try to make, uh, they have this encumbrance. Right, yeah, whether it's an individual or a, a corporate entity, the lien hits all of the taxpayer's assets. And in the corporate uh, scenario, a lot of times that will come up if, if a corporation is trying to sell a large piece of equipment. Uh, same same deal. The the buyer will do some sort of title search and we'll see this lien causing an encumbrance and that'll that'll cause a problem in the sale unless the IRS consents and the only way they're going to consent normally is if they're getting paid out at closing. 
We're um, we're having a conversation with Attorney Joshua Nesser today of uh, Lavelle Law. Um, we're discussing federal tax liens uh, as uh, as part of receiving his law degree from Loyola uh, Law School in Chicago. Joshua received certification in tax and has practiced in that area for many years. Uh, he publishes a monthly newsletter on IRS practices and procedures. You can find that at LavelleLaw.com. And uh, if you want to follow up, uh, the main number is 847-705-7555. Get added to the distribution list for that newsletter, among other things. Um, a lot of information available that uh, we won't even be able to get to today, so certainly check out the website or give a call. Um, now, you, you mentioned the initial process, Josh, of uh, having a tax debt identified. The letter comes from the IRS. Do they send a similar letter once the a lien has been placed to let you know that that, that has been action has been taken? Yeah, actually, what they will send you that that notice of federal tax lien that they record. They will actually send you a copy of that, and with that, you have a 30-day period with which within which you can appeal the notice of lien. With a levy, it's a little bit different. They will send you a notice we're going to levy you in 30 days unless you appeal before that with a lien. They actually file it, and you have the right to appeal afterwards. Um, but whether you appeal or not, the lien's going to be in place. It can be released if you're successful in that appeal, but that's not usually an easy battle to win. Also, when a lien gets filed against you, like I said, it becomes a public record, and as soon as that record becomes public, you're going to start receiving a lot of marketing materials from tax relief agencies and all, all kinds of other places who now are alerted to the fact that you have a tax debt and want to sell you some sort of service that they believe can help you out. Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I do want to get to that. Um, a couple of things to talk about here. First of all, be, let's go back to the appeal process because let's say I'm a taxpayer, corporate or individual, and I go, wait a minute, I, I, I pay my taxes. I, you know, I don't think this is right. I think there's an error on their side. Do I have an ability to, to appeal, and how, how does that work to, to show that maybe I think this isn't right? You definitely do have the legal right to appeal. Like I said, there's a 30-day period. You can file a request for what's called a collection due process hearing. Um, basically, you're going to elevate your case, this, this notice of federal tax lien in particular, to an IRS appeals officer who is going to evaluate your argument as to why that lien should not be filed. Uh, maybe, and obviously the IRS does make mistakes from time to time, um, more often than we would like, and maybe you have paid your taxes in full and, and the fact that they're saying you owe them something is incorrect. Uh, what you would want to do is file this appeal and show the IRS why you believe your taxes have been paid. Now, before a lien gets filed, there will probably be several notices you receive alleging that you owe them a debt, so hopefully you would have taken care of this before then, but this is another chance to do that. Um, you can also argue that this lien is somehow causing a financial hardship for you, and it is keeping you maybe from earning a living, or one way or another is keeping you from doing your job. You can't earn an income. You can't afford to live. That's, that's grounds for requesting a lien release, but as you can imagine, it's it's fairly difficult and the, the circumstances are pretty narrow where a lien would actually keep you from earning a living. Um, but it does happen from time to time, especially with self-employed people who might depend on financing to live uh, and to do their job. So there's probably a variety of scenarios in which case you might be able to get to successfully appeal to have the lien released. And, and we would definitely like to speak with anybody who thinks they do have grounds for requesting a lien release and helping them throughout that process. And, and tell me, too, about you, you just said, you know, you, you'd like to help people. That why, why is it important that an attorney help them as opposed to one of those companies that are gonna, that's going to send the marketing letter and say we're a tax relief firm in, uh, you know, Toledo or someplace and we'll have somebody talk to you? What's, what's the difference? Yeah, unfortunately, 
a lot of those tax relief agencies who are not attorneys aren't always as reputable as you would like. Um, they don't have the knowledge and experience that an attorney who's practiced in this area might have. Um, they're not local. Like you said, they might be in states all over the United States. So you never really get to speak with somebody and, and deal with an actual attorney. You're going to be dealing with more or less a customer service representative who more often than not is just looking to sell you their services, get some type of large upfront payment, and not really deliver on all of their promises, many of which they know they can't deliver on. With an attorney, we're bound by ethical rules to, to be honest with you, be upfront with you, to not charge you for services you're not getting. And myself and other tax attorneys, we're dealing with the IRS every single day on these exact types of, types of issues. So um, we, know, we know what's possible. We know what's not. We know what, what strategies can be used to help a taxpayer out. And that's, that's what we're here for, to help taxpayers take advantage of their rights and to protect them against the IRS doing what they're not allowed to do. And, uh, you know, you talked about the lien being a public record. Um, you know, looking at uh, other circumstances, particularly bankruptcy, when I've talked to some of your colleagues, you know, once you file for bankruptcy, you sort of have that burden with you for many, many years, even if you get yourself back on your feet. Is a lien similar once you've had a lien? If, if you pay your taxes and that lien is removed, does that kind of go away, or does that somehow stay with you as a company or an individual? That's a good question. So the lien itself um, is said to release 10 years. Well, the IRS has 10 years to collect a tax. When that 10-year mm -hmm. period expires, any liens that are filed with respect to that tax are to be released also. But that doesn't mean they're removed from the public record. So um, if I didn't pay my taxes 15 years ago and a lien got filed and, and maybe five years ago that lien was no longer effective, it's still there part of the public record. It's just not in effect anymore. There is something you can request um, that the IRS will grant in certain circumstances called a lien withdrawal. And the effect of getting that lien withdrawal is that it's removed from the public record altogether. So instead of having a lien offset by a, a subsequently filed lien release, the lien is just withdrawn and is, is not part of the public record. And that's, that's one thing we try to get for our clients whenever possible, a lien withdrawal, because of the obvious benefits of having that taken out of the public record. Well, outstanding conversation as always when uh, Joshua Nesser joins me. I want to thank him for being uh, with us today. He's going to head back to work at Lavelle Law and look forward to having him join us again in the future. So thanks to, to Josh and thanks to you for listening, of course. Um, I will point you back to LavelleLaw.com. Um, you might want to check out the tax law homepage there. If you do, uh, you can request a free copy of a federal tax guide, and that will come directly to you. So something if you want to get a little more information on the topic. And again, LavelleLaw.com, or give Joshua a call at 847-705-7555. And, of course, we're back each week with further discussions here on Chicago's Legal Latte.